Welcome once again to the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show and you're listening to episode 406. My name's Armitage and you're going to hear music that you should hear on the radio, but don't. First all round this week, after several aborted attempts, I finally got to see the Godfathers up at the Lexicon in Islington on Halloween and the Colt 45s at the 12 bar on Bonfire Night. Colt 45s have probably been going around for five months, but collectively the three-piece have had a rich musical heritage and probably should know better, actually. Scrub that, I'm glad they don't know any different. Dirty, filthy, punk, rock and blues. When played right, when played well, will always triumph over meteorically. Long-time listeners will know of guitarist-vocalist Nigel Hazelwood from Gasoline Queens, but bassist Dale Desade and Dr Drago are more than likely going to be new to your ears. The band have been very much regulars over the last few months at the 12 Bar Club in Denmark Street, straying once into Croydon, very much my neck of the woods, but as you remember from episode 400, I failed to attend. Previously, the 12 Bar stage times have been close to the midnight mark, but this time round, it was a more reasonable 15. I walked past the 12 bar on my way to the borderline via the crowbar only a couple of weeks ago and intrusive and obnoxious scaffolding seemed to dominate the alleyway between the club and the guitar shop next door but getting up close and personal with it last Wednesday was a real eye-opener. Now I'm not normally one for saving this venue or that venue, I'm more the loss of the Wardour Street Marquee and the Charing Cross counterpart along with Astoria purely for nostalgic reasons. A lifetime of happy memories. But venues like pubs, clubs and we and bands will always find new homes. I don't think I uh, know of any band that couldn't get a gig because they had nowhere to play. But my view has changed. I can see Denmark Street being sanitised like Carnaby Street, full of touristy high street shops. Just look what happened to the barrier in New York City. CBGB's is just a t-shirt brand. And blicker who? Behind the 12 bar, it used to be like stepping back in time. The Stones and later the Pistols could be found rehearsing along here with more with ladies of a uh, more dubious nature. Now, obviously, I don't want to find my way through sex workers, but Tin Pan Alley is a community, a hub of musicians. If it changes, as I'm sure it will once the landlords realise that with Crossrail, they can price the current occupants out, where will they go? Uh, you know, Denmark Street can't be found off the internet. It really is unique. I've read that a new venue is to be built, I assume along the lines of the Islington Academy, which is great, but what expense and what buildings will be lost to accommodate it? With a forlorn and empty-looking intrepid fox at one end and the hemmed-in George at the other, it looks like we're watching the heart and soul slowly being ripped out. Colt 45s, on the other hand, gave it a heart and soul, ripping it up in the confines of the hot and sweaty aforementioned 12 bar, which was pleasing as it was bloody freezing outside, winter draws on. Ten tracks in half an hour, with some like Mystery Man and Get Back to Go, a hangover from Nigel's Gasoline Queen days. Still, the standout tracks for me are My City and Sick of You, but then they're the ones doing the rounds on YouTube, therefore the most heard. Although you don't know me no more, is rapidly worming its way into my head. A great sign-off from Dale dedicating their last song, Mama, to Fred Sonic Smith, who passed away 20 years ago. The Queen is dead, 
long live the Colt 45s.
Ebenezer, get back to you. Let's go.
31st of October and decamp to the Lexington and meet up with one of my three all-time favourite drummers, Simon Edwards and his good lady wife for an evening of The Godfathers. Now, I've been actively trying to see them for over a year, but at every turn I have been thwarted. Clashing gigs, Fairfield Hall's 31st of March 2013, Bad Illness, 27th of November, with their drummer and guitarist doing the dirty on the band and fans alike by quitting two days before this rescheduled date. 3rd of May. As I said at the top of the show, before the Lexington, I'd never seen the Godfathers. They came into my field of view initially after the band first split up when guitarist Chris Dollimore joined the band. Obviously, I'd heard the track Birth School Work Death, but didn't follow up on it. Chris and Godfathers of vocalist Pete Coyne briefly reunited in 2003 in the Germans, a band that featured Rat Scabies on drums and Mark Rangham on bass. 
band only released a four-track CD and played a handful of gigs. I saw them twice, once at the Notting Hill Arts Club and finally at the Cartoon in Croydon. And out of all the post-spin-off damn bands, the Germans are my favourite. I have somewhere a set from the Arts Club and so wish that there was an audio recording of it. Pete Coyne put out a request on Facebook immediately after Del Bartle and Grant Nicholas left for a drummer and two guitarists. I put him in contact with the aforementioned Simon Edwards and audition in shoot. Unfortunately, Simon was runner-up, but must have made an impression as Pete had put him on the guest list. We missed most of the support band who were Ulysses, but what I saw impressed me so much so I purchased their debut 2012 CD, Kill You Again, a track of which you'll hear in the next All Studio show sometime in 2015. The Godfathers literally were on form and on fire. I was over the guitarist Mario Vegas side of the stage and he was incredibly loud, so much so that he pretty much drowned out Croydon-born Steve Critical's guitar. Mario definitely had that touch of Dolly Moore about him. I half expected him to start zipping across the stage like a cross between the aforementioned Chris Dolly Moore and back from the dead Wilco Johnson. But he kept his own identity, considering he, along with Steve and drummer Tim, have yet to release anything under the Godfather's moniker. Now, I'm not on bias. Tim is a solid drummer, timekeeper, downright reliable. Whereas Simon uses his kit as an instrument. He plays it as well as keeping time, obviously, but you couldn't program a drum machine to do what Simon does. I just couldn't help but think during the set that in places the drums were crying out for a bit of Simonism, just a little extra feel or roll. I have two schools of thought on the matter, Simon being the straight-ahead guy that he is, told Pete and Chris at the start of his audition that he couldn't make the band's Greek festival date if chosen as he had a prior commitment. Maybe this had something to do with it, or the band was looking for a drummer who were uh, in the style of Tim. Either way, I thoroughly enjoyed myself. If Dell and Grant thought by leaving the band in the lurch, they would do the Godfather serious damage from the fans' reaction and the band's feedback, they were sorely mistaken. Until next week, quite possibly Wednesday, not you all rock radio listeners, take it easy.
thank you.
a good all night, people. This is uh, something from our album, More Songs About Love and Hate. It's for you Catholics out there. It's called uh, How Low Is Low.
Red on, mate. Red on. Red on.
hands together for Johnny Cash and the Godfathers. Thank you.
red hot. Fucking red hot.
Robert Sam, thank you, mate. Thank you. On the other guitar. Uh, he's from Croydon, which is sort of South London. He lives in Stowe now, but he's not a pervert or nothing like that. He just lives there. It's our brother Steve Crittle. Thank you very much, Steve. Thank you. Very good, mate. Very good. My name's Peter Coyne. And this one is dedicated to uh, Karen, Mary, Clooney, Lynn, and Becca. Thanks for putting out those girls, it's called She Gives Me Love.